Hi, I'm Dana Leia. And I'm Tiffany Alice. And you're listening to Girl Meets Girl Podcast. This week, in honor of spooky season, we'll be discussing all things conspiracy theory. Creepy. So we just want to give a big thank you to everyone that's been listening so far and supporting us. And, and just, sharing our posts. Yeah. And just like downloading our first episode. It means so much to watch is such a big deal we've worked really hard and it's Definitely. just so cool to see all, all you guys enjoying our episode and now we're on episode two what is this episode about i mean we kind of <laughs> hinted it already it's in the title of the episode so yeah this is a more themed episode which is going to be very interesting i'm looking forward to just getting right into it um how do you feel about it almost being halloween I actually cannot believe that this year is almost over in general, let it alone flew. it actually being Halloween. Yeah. I'm so excited though. I really love spooky season. I feel like in the past three years, we've come to really like Halloween. Yeah, defo. Because before that, I never really like did anything, did anything for Halloween. Yeah. Probably because the way I was brought up was that Halloween was like evil and stuff like that. So mm. I never cared about Halloween until I kind of grew up and was able to celebrate it on my own. And now I'm obsessed with like dressing up and scary movies and all of that spooky season. No, but stuff. I will never forget us absolutely winning Halloween. What was it? Like 2019? What? The 2019. Wasn't that 2019? The, the 70s outfit. What the That's fuck? That's crazy. I thought that was last year. Yeah, that was, oh my God. Yeah, that was yeah. 2019. We dressed up as like 70s you guys could, we're gonna post it on the gmg instagram yeah, we'll page so that. you guys can see what we're talking about but um yeah actually we should post like both of our best costumes in like a carousel yeah give people some inspiration. because no, we'd be giving them looks i like. know i know so make sure you go on our instagram um girl meets girl podcast to check that out but yeah absolutely love spooky, spooky season obsessed with horror films like my older sister she literally forced me to like horror films so that's where my <laughs> but what's your first memory of a film that scared the fuck out of you like you literally couldn't sleep that night oh my god it's probably not even like a proper scary movie i think the matrix because there's what? this one that no there's this, <laughs> i know there's this one what absolutely creepy scene in the matrix yeah where like a a little worm comes out their belly button and That's i've never gross. forgotten that that scared me so much as a child okay, i really wasn't expecting <laughs> thinking, you know maybe freddy cougar but okay is that his name freddy cougar Kruger. Kruger, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of weird Pornhub version is that? <laughs> Freddy Cougar, that's a good porn title. Oh my God. Anyway, um, my first scary film that I remember vividly has, to, okay, I have two. I'm so annoying. I always have two of everything, but it's definitely number one, Final Destination. Oh, number yeah. three specifically. Mm. That one, to this day, if I go on a roller coaster. Yes. Is that the sunbed one? Yes. Yes. Oh my yes. God. I agree. That film traumatized me. Like, what the hell? Yeah. It scared me so much. And also, Chucky, which is kind of funny. Chucky. Oh, the doll. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah You've watched yeah. it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's scary when, you, when, I, when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I watch it and I laugh. I think it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. He's so funny and cute. I yeah. love him. He reminds me of Hasbula. Oh my god! <laughs> not you did not just say that. Chucky. Is that rude? Um, but yeah. Oh my god! I also love the fact that the he has a wife called Tiffany. I always love that. Oh you yeah. Just love when like you're watching a movie She's and your name's hardy. mentioned in the thing. But yeah, I absolutely love. Speaking so season. what's your what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, you've put me on the spot now. What's yours? I don't really have many. Um, I think Midsummer maybe. What's that's, that? That's, it's more of a recent one. Um, a lot of people oh. on like Twitter were talking about it. It's the same director that directed the movie Hereditary. Mm. If you know about that one. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Do you know what? Wait, who's that director name you're going to know straight away because you know everything about the movie industry? Um, <laughs> oh my God, put me on the spot. <laughs> the one that did Us and the one that did... Oh, Jordan Peele. Exactly. Yeah. You know his name. He does the best horrors because you don't even yeah. realise you're watching a horror until after you're like, that was kind of a horror. Absolutely. Because like, the way that he does it is just so... Realistic. Realistic. Yeah. And like, yeah, I love the fact that he goes against the grain of like the formula of a horror film. He 100%. makes it feel like a normal movie mm. and then you're just shocked by the violence. Like, yeah. it's so good. So anything by Jordan Poe I really like, but probably, yeah, Chucky. I just, it's just yeah. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hasbula. Hasbula, if you're listening. Oh my God. DM me. I actually love him. So what are you going to dress up as this year? Are you um, going to reveal the costume? No, no reveal yet. 
partly because I want to make sure it actually happens as well. <laughs> so before I just put you it know out what? there. That means so many things. <laughs> I'm actually crying. I'm crying. But no. Whatever we'll, we we'll, do is going to be iconic. Yeah, Your costume we'll last year, eight. I'm sorry. So Rihanna dressed... Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been. Dana dressed up as Rihanna with one of her photo shoots that she did one of her most iconic photo shoots. And oh you just God. looked... Thank I remember you. scrolling on Instagram because at the time we weren't even friends. Yeah, no. <laughs> I remember scrolling on Instagram and being like, oh my God, why is Rihanna posting this? But yeah, I remember scrolling and, and actually thinking it was Rihanna. You're lying. You so much like You're her. actually lying. I'm not even lying. But um, that's so nice. It was really last minute as well, so I really appreciate that. But um, your costume was fucking fire as well. You really went all out. I have nightmares about that costume. Are you kidding me? That was hot. That you was were like amazing. a hot alien. Looking back, that was awful. No, it wasn't. I didn't like. How that did you make costume. being an alien hot? Like that's different. That's oh. a different type of hot. Thanks, lovey. But yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned to see what we're gonna do this year. I mean. Honestly, what is there to even do? I was talking about this on Twitter the other day. I was just saying that I'm so sick of going to events and that I want to go to a house a yeah. house party. I haven't been to a house party in so long. I know. I just feel like the vibe is different. I want to find a house party to go to this Halloween. So if you're mm. having one, let me know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, we should probably get into the episode. Yes. Okay. So like we said, we'll be speaking about conspiracy theories this week. And we've done some extensive research to bring what we feel is the most interesting conspiracy theories um yep definitely also i asked you guys on instagram for some ideas i was yeah. some crazy ones i'm just gonna mention some of the ones that were said one was about um mrs puff from spongebob is actually a criminal in the okay. whole show i looked it up and it's so fucking interesting you need to look at it Definitely. so i love spongebob and then i got like the generic ones like the queen is a lizard like oh yeah so 2004 <laughs> um <laughs> quick disclaimer before we get into our conspiracy theories these opinions are not our own. Yeah. They belong to the conspiracy theory community. Yeah. This is all alleged. Just a bit of fun. Just a bit of shits and giggles. So yeah, yes. no one no one sue us, please. Unless we specifically say this is our views, nothing we say is <laughs> our views. We it's are not just, liable. Yeah. Okay. So, so Dana, well, let's start with yours. What do you what you got? So I'll be speaking about national parks. Um, and the national parks I'm addressing specifically is the ones in North America. For those that don't know what national parks are, it's basically just this huge area. There's multiple areas of land with, you know, animals, nature. Um, it came about, I think, when President Roosevelt was in power. I think he's the one that kind of made it, you know, a law to preserve these areas and uh, make sure that no one goes into them to kind of preserve and protect the nature and I guess they also saw it as a touristic opportunity because it's really pretty you know people could come visit it and you know be on their way and make money from it from you know nature um, so as much as there's areas in national parks where people can visit and they're open to the public there is a lot of area which is off bounds like off limits no one can go to these areas and there's basically just this whole controversy of why that is because so many people that go to these national parks go missing and there's never any explanation why well there is oh. if we if we get into it people have their theories but scientifically even if we really look at the facts there's so many cases that don't have an answer which is why there's so many cases that haven't been solved can i just say why are so many conspiracy theories based on people going missing it's true like get some creativity guys <laughs> it's true, but it's it's reality like no i actually believe yeah. that, that sounds very believable to me i'm intrigued to know more so yeah. you mean like national parks that have like bears? so like so like yeah so for example you know when have you ever reached a country for a holiday for example and mm. when you're driving from the airport to the destination sometimes you're just driving on this long ass road sometimes it's a bit hilly sometimes a bit, it's a bit bricky and you just notice this huge area of green land sometimes it feels like you're driving in the middle of nowhere yeah, yeah. essentially that's like the national park area that people aren't meant to go in mm. obviously there's some that are like touristic that people can go in but there's so much that you're not meant to trespass over um and it's said to be because you know, we shouldn't tamper with the environment, the nature and mm -hmm. whatever else. And obviously it's dangerous because there's yeah. animals. Um, but a lot of people think that there's actually creatures out there that are kidnapping and killing these people or recruiting them into this weird cult in 
these national parks and that's just one theory of what's yeah. going on there there's like there's there's a couple but i feel like this is the more widely believed one and most interesting in my opinion so i very much find this believable like yeah, what the hell there's regular sure. people kidnapping people Ex- exactly <laughs> you know exactly so there's this man his name is david polides polides apologies if it's wrong but he was a former police officer and he's got a series of books called the 411 which is like Mm -hmm. basically the name for all the cases that people have gone missing in national parks and he's got many books with just loads and loads of cases that have never been solved and that all share very similar themes like the way that people go missing is very 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 similar and even when some people are found the way in which they're found is like there has to be some sort of weird shit going on basically Mm. so a lot of the time when people are found um they'll be found with no clothes on and their clothes stacked very neatly next to them and people never really understood why that was because it doesn't really matter what age you are if it's a child if it's an Mm. adult that regardless of their age they're going to have no clothes and their clothes are going to be stacked it's giving sacrifice yeah regardless of that that's just when people are found now when people aren't found and then they're found years later they'll usually find like remains 12 or 20 miles from where they were last seen Mm. and like theoretically it's not actually possible for people to travel that far on foot for the amount of time that they have been missing for so for example there's one case um the dennis martin case where he was a child i can't remember how old he was about eight to ten that Mm. that age that around that age um and his dad took him on like a trip with some other kids and some other parents to a national park and they were all playing like hide and seek but the hide and seek was in close proximity like it wasn't a serious hide and seek game it was more like okay kids come out but they all know where the kids are so yeah they all knew where the kids were because it was (laughs) such a minuscule game of hide and seek um so once the kids hid around in the forest in plain sight dennis hid behind a tree which was directly opposite the dad so when the parents were like okay kids come out or whatever it was um dennis didn't come out from behind the tree and the dad was like not even phased because he was so sure that he was behind the tree that was directly like in Mm, front of him mm. he saw him yeah he saw him go behind the tree so he wasn't phased at all he was he kind of just laughed and was like dennis come out i know you're behind the tree and after a while he wasn't coming out from behind the tree so he walked behind the tree and dennis wasn't there anymore so from that point he kind of just lost his shit as any parent would went looking for him a whole search party was looking for him long story short dennis was never found mm-hmm. um it's actually a really sad story because the dad was so sure and dedicated to the fact that someone had taken his son because he was very 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 sure that he saw his son go behind the tree and there was be- so traumatizing bro like whenever i hear stories about that like people like children being missing it's anyone being so missing sad, is sad you but think children what, yeah because you think what are they and experiencing what you just, during that time birth this human and you just never see them again yeah so messed up that's so fucked up but um like to the point where the dad went back years later dug up the tree to try and see if he was like i don't know Aww. what that would have done but it it's just really sad but um that kind of sparked this whole conspiracy because his adamancy and the fact that someone from that forest took my son because there's no other explanation for what he could have what could have happened to him type Mm, of thing mm. and then a couple of years later a man called harold key i think he was around the area where dennis was taken and he heard what he describes to be as a sickening scream like (gasps) a really intense sickening scream and when he went to go and check it out he claims he saw a rough looking man move stealthily through the woods almost like a creature but mm. it had like a a human appearance but the demeanor was not of a human yeah type of thing like kind of like those wolf babies yeah do you know what <laughs> i mean yeah i get what you mean there's Cats like babies like who are raised by wolves yeah. it's a real story look it up no yeah for sure so that's kind of what sparked the whole okay there's some sort of extraterrestrial creatures mm. out in these parks um another interesting case was keith parkins he was a two-year-old that went missing from his family and out of nowhere the two-year-old literally just went missing a lot of the times these stories 
it's always one person just goes missing from a group and no one can kind of understand why they never hear any screams they never hear Mm. no one ever says oh i'll be right back i'm just they just disappear type of thing so Mm. with the child it kind of just disappeared um the family went out looking for it looking for it looking for him and he was found 12 miles away face down alive so this is actually a child that was found alive after going missing um face down in the snow with scratches on his face (gasps) and his jacket and clothes stacked neatly next to him like no clothes on just his clothes next to him stacked neatly face down in the snow scratched so on what his face. we're saying is that this is like a murderer who enjoys ironing but this is the <laughs> like i'm so baffed at what that what's got what's actually going on behind the clothes thing but what's also really scary is he was found 12 miles away from the house and for a two-year-old to do that within the time he was missing it's impossible mm. it's impossible for a two-year-old to travel 12 miles away yeah so the question is, how did he get there? What creature took him there? What person took him there? Because there's also, you know, it could just so be So is this people. one big question or are we leading to the answer? Well, there's a couple answers. There's okay. obviously, because no conspiracy theory has one answer. Yeah, of course. But, you know, personally, I have my opinion on what I think of it. Yeah. But we'll get into that. Just one more example of a case that I think is interesting is Bart Schleyer. He was a expert at hiking. He literally hunted tigers for a living he dedicated his whole life to doing that everyone that knew him knew him as this indestructible guy that just you know can do anything when it comes to nature Mm. he went out to hunt moose but had all the right equipment had everything you need to survive in the wilderness kind of thing uh he had a plane take him down to one of these national parks when the plane came to collect him he was deceased he had his remains in the tent that he was staying in his teeth his bones that's all that remained basically of his do you know what the vegans will say that's his karma yes they would (laughs) (laughs) they would they would say that but the thing is as well why that's so interesting is because a lot of people's explanation to people going missing would be oh but like that's their lack of experience a lot of people just lack experience no but he was so experienced how can he literally like this was next level experience he was in proximity with these animals 24 7 like he knew how to deal with them all the time and as well when he was found there was no signs of what they call i think a death trauma so there was no Mm. objects like smashed everything was intact it was just his bones that remained in the place there was no sign of a bear coming in like usually they'd raid around the room like there was none of that it this was is terrifying i'm never going to a national park ever it's, again it's creepy I mean, I as fuck been to one. <laughs> it's creepy as fuck so yeah personally i feel like it's very possible that people might just go missing there mm. and eventually because we've been on this earth for a very long time and these national parks have been around for decades and decades and decades mm-hmm. I feel like people have maybe just made a living out there and eventually mutated into these weird beings. For example, there's something, there's these, this island called the North Sentinel Islands. And not to compare, these, these are two very different stories. Um, this is an island of people and it's actually illegal to visit this island because as soon as you enter- Is this real? Yeah, this, is a, this, is, this isn't a conspiracy. This is actually real. There's an island of people on um, North Sentinel Islands. If you visit it, you will get killed because, and it's actually illegal to visit them because you're putting yourself and them in danger as mm. they've always just known that island. They've never, you know, left. They can't leave. No one's entered. And it's to the point where if someone from that island was to come here- they would die from our air. That's how clean their air yeah. is. They haven't built up, builded up the resistance that we have. And obviously we've adapted to the, you know, country and environment we're in. It would mm. be so harmful for them to be in our environment because of that. And I just feel like it's more of like an evolution thing because people and creatures, they might have been in this this area of land for so long that they've had to kind of, you know, adapt to their that's surroundings. How they, that's how they survive. Exactly. So maybe when people enter their you know habitats they might feel threatened so they might you know take a couple of people here and there i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know it's all a conspiracy so i don't have the actual answers but i just think it's really interesting that's why it's a conspiracy we never have the answers yeah. for a conspiracy theory and that's what makes them so addicting i'm obsessed yeah. with conspiracy theories and i've 
pretty much know most yeah. and I've never heard of this one. So I am Yeah, it's been going really I've something It's today. been going really viral since the 411 documentary came out which was like 2017. So if anyone is interested in looking into it more, that's a really good documentary to look into or you could just read the books. I'm definitely going to look into that. Right. I've heard of 411. Yeah. Books. Wow, well, I mean, I'm not going to a national yeah. park anytime Also, soon. if anyone has heard this and thinks, oh, this would be like a sick movie or something that would be sick visually, American Horror Story actually based one of their most recent episodes on this theory. Really? Yeah, they had... Wait, what? Yeah, they had... I, I don't know if you watched I've it. I've watched the, every episode. So they had the spin-off series, American Horror Stories. Mm. In episode six, there was an episode called Feral and it was just based around that, like the child went oh, missing yeah, in yeah, the yeah. park so and he turned into like... They're called the, feral children yeah it's like there's this story of this baby girl and she um, <laughs> it's not even funny i don't know why i said it like that anyway her mom was just like not taking care of her she just she just basically had neglective parents mm. and um that she couldn't walk talk she was like 15 mm. and she couldn't walk or talk she'd like walk on all fours and she was all oh weird and all messed up and she yeah. looked something like a bit out of the exorcist <laughs> and they took her to a home and they tried to make her normal and i think she did but she had a lot of damage same yeah, thing yeah, with yeah. the wolf boy i mentioned mm-hmm. earlier like mm-hmm. he um he was abandoned by his parents and raised by wolves and this is in like indonesia or something like that I can't yeah. remember where it was this is maybe in I think it was even in like the 80s. I think it was quite yeah. recent. Yeah, and yeah. he literally would like eat the stuff they would eat. He'd run on all fours. That's like crazy. Insane. They tried to like make him normal and mm. he just couldn't be rehabilitated. He, they had to like let him run free. It's he like escaped the jungle a few book. times. No, I think the, I think the Jungle Book, this is another based, conspiracy oh. theory, is based on a feral child. Okay. There's, they, I think they used to even call him the real life Mowgli. Is oh, that that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a lot of kids' movies and cartoons are based you know off really dark That's another thing. Stuff. When I asked you guys to give me some suggestions, so many are about um, Disney films. All of them are all fucked up, yeah. like reasons. Yeah. But actually, there's a lot of messed up children's ones. Like, I don't want to go it's off so topic, but like, up. for example, Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Recently, everyone's been talking about the fact that the owner or the founder of Nickelodeon had a foot fetish, and that's oh, why yeah, yeah, yeah. the logo was a foot. If you I watch all that the, shit, if you watch the episodes, yeah. why is he making all them actresses show their feet all the time mm-hmm. and like all the scenes and just weird stuff? Like, there's so it's so weird how much. I'm sorry. I think that there's so much symbolism in the world that we live in, and there always For has sure. been, and there's always a message behind everything, mm-hmm. and it's never innocent. Especially from those in power, from those of our higher, like for sure. Um, I also just want to put a disclaimer out to say that there are actually some people out there that take offense to this theory, um, and that's mostly Native Americans. Yeah. And I just want to also, because I feel like if I'm going to address the theory itself, I should also address like the controversy and like why this might be. I would understand completely why. Because it's kind of like it might be a bit harmful using them, yeah, as like these characters so that when people go and visit their spaces, which was Mm. originally theirs, they start to like be like, oh, these people are weird. And that's literally it. Yeah. So it's like it's Native Americans basically feeling like we don't appreciate the mythology and we're kind of bastardizing it and making it into like movies and fairy tales. And these are real things that they're terrified of. Like these are stories that are passed down and just real Mm. sacred things that they feel like only they should have the chance to speak about. And a lot of these documentaries don't ever actually ask what the indigenous people's perspective on all of these things are. (laughs) Do you know what? Netflix, you're naughty. Do you know what? I love Netflix. (laughs) And I, you know, I'm a sucker for a Netflix documentary. I've mm. watched every not- you, Netflix documentary. You really are, But yeah. one thing Netflix are going to do is make a documentary of anything. Someone just died, dig them up. We've got yes. a documentary to make. Like, <laughs> period. So, like, this is the, pro- I completely agree with what you're saying because mm-hmm. it's always from the perspective of the mysterious white man's voice yeah. than actually the people who are going through the thing more yeah. time, more often than not. So mm-hmm. I completely understand. But yeah. That is so interesting. Well, guys, there's that. (laughs) When we come back, we will discuss my conspiracy theory, the Met Gala. And welcome back. Hi. So, (laughs) before the break, Tiffany here wants to talk about the Met Gala conspiracy. 
Yes. This was also one. Okay, maybe I did my research, but I was suggested this. Shout out to the person that suggested me this. Thank you. Um, it's the Met Gala conspiracy theory. I'm just going to break it down for this you. This sounds but- so interesting already. You know I'm always here for a bit of pop culture. I don't know how I can follow up from national parks and shit and disappearing people and bones and shit, but sure. trust me, let's get into the Hollywood side of things now. So, you know, Hollywood's a conspiracy theory in itself. So the Met Gala is a fundraising event more formally known as the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute in New York City. We know the Met Gala. It's just basically people come. There's a theme. Celebrities are invited. Icons are invited. Mm. They dress up for the night and we sit there in our pajamas and our fucking popcorn and we judge their outfits till 3 a.m. And it is my favorite day of the year. (laughs) Absolutely love doing that. Doing it for Joan Rivers, rest in peace. Um, So yeah, the Met Gala, that's basically a little bit about it. So it's reportedly $30,000 dollars you actually told me this but i saw it in my research to attend the met gala um and that contributes towards the met and basically your invitation um so the conspiracy theory is all about how the met gala is actually a huge sex party oh yes where they all wear masquerades inside and fuck each other do you know what's crazy though we never see what happens inside we don't listen to this lovey the first met gala (laughs) was in 1948 and has since been, at the time, a very low-key event. Like, mm-hmm. you know, since the rise of social media, has it only really become popular? I want to say from maybe the 90, like the 90s and the early 2000s had loads of iconic Met Gala looks. We know Lil' Kim mm-hmm. killed that shit. We know that Naomi Campbell had the most iconic looks back then. So those, like, looks individually were popular. However, mm-hmm. the Met Gala in... as a whole event only really in the past i want to say five years with social media has it become a bigger event Mm -hmm. and so because of it's becoming more mainstream they're making more elaborate themes each year because remember the met gala has a theme for Mm -hmm. each year more elaborate to distract from the fact that it's a sex party like they could get away with it in the 90s and the 1940s or whatever else because no one give a fuck about the met gala they had boring categories back then okay but now they have like all these elaborate ones to distract when you must distract with the outfits yeah (laughs) that's so interesting so for example we had ariana grande's dress lighting up we had the theme Mm. like heavily oh that was so nice that was my favorite theme i know you I I know you really liked that look. I'm sorry, my favorite look is always going to be Rihanna. Rihanna, Rihanna please. For sure, Rihanna. If you want me and Dana to do anything <laughs> for you, it used to be only the elite invited, as I mentioned, mm. the Lil Kims, the Dolly Partons, the Naomi Campbells, the mm. Michael Jacksons. Do you know what I mean? The share of the world. But now it's a lot of new faces in the industry. People who are famous for a few months and they get invited to the Met Gala. True. It used to have to be that you had to work really hard to be invited there, like be an established icon. This is because it used to be something just pleasurable, kind of like a club for the elite. But now that it's becoming more and more popular, they decided to make it as like a, I don't know how to kind of word this. They've decided to make it, make it as like a contract between new artists to establish themselves in the industry. So it's kind of flipped it on its mm. head now, what its purpose is. Mm. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly to the God of me. I need to be invited to the Met Gala one day. So please, <laughs> Anna Wintour, have mercy on Not me. Not you talking about how the Met Gala is a sex party. Wait, it gets to get worse. Invited. It gets fucking worse. So um, they basically sell their soul. A lot of people have been confused why some people are invited to the Met Gala who are unknown. For example, Addison Rae, like those people were very upset about that and da 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 da. And it's all because this is their contract with Lucifer. Heavenly Bodies, part two. This was the most problematic theme slash year as it drew a lot of attention from the conspiracy theory community, the religious communities, like it just had so many eyes on it because this is the year where the sacrifices actually began and loads of um, celebrities dressed up as heavenly figures. These are some of the looks and what they mean. Billy Porter arrived in an Egyptian thing. Remember he oh, had the guys put it though. in. He came in that as an so Egyptian cool. god. Mm. Um. Tracy Ellis Ross, she had a Freemason symbol. She had like a photo frame, but it was yeah, like on triangle, Freemason symbol. Frank Ocean. <laughs> what? 
I just know this is going to be ridiculous. (laughs) This one kills me. Frank Ocean dressed as a security guard for the temple with the Prada jacket. The Prada logo is an upside down pentagon. Oh, fuck off. So he... (laughs) What do you mean? Fuck off. (laughs) What the fuck? This is my conspiracy. What do you mean? Sorry, that one was ridiculous. He's dressed as a security guard for the temple. Are you taking the piss? Um, <laughs> not the logo being a fucking p- pentagon or whatever. Nah, fuck off. Winnie Harlow. This one fucking. <laughs> this one killed me. Winnie Harlow dressed as a peacock. That's all it says. That's all. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That itself was the sin. That was the sin. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's the fact that they had a full stop after it that fucking killed me. Oh, my days. Okay, Lupita Nyong'o dressed as a voodoo witch. Harry Styles dressed as a feminine look as Hollywood loves to feminize men. Rihanna as the Pope. All the sacrifices of the icons were to pass on to the new gen. If you remember, James Charles attended that year and he was the first ever YouTuber, social media Mm. star to attend the Met Gala. He was the representer Mm. representative of the new gen entering now the Met Gala um yeah there was a huge blow up about it like people were really annoyed about that now there's this part Anna Wintour now she is the editor-in-chief for American Vogue she's the one that sorts out all the invites for the Met Gala basically organizes the whole thing you want to be friends with her um she was once it said allegedly that she was once in the 80s she tried to rebel against this Met Gala sex culture. She just wanted it to just be about fashion. Like, why do we have to have sex? Do you know what I mean? So she stood up to the committee. By the way, there's a Met Gala committee, which organizes all the sexual activities and who's invited and who they want to fuck, basically. Okay. They said to her, we're not going to cancel it, but you will be poor and like you'll basically be banished from the fashion industry. And she was an icon at the time. If you speak up about this, you must make a f- sacrifice to promise us that you're not going to say anything. And da-da-da. they tried to punish her what? basically for so rebelling. Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour. Yeah, okay. they tried to punish her. And so it's said that they removed her eyes and that's why she always wears sunglasses. And if you ever oh, see her, God. if you ever see her without sunglasses and she has eyes, it's CGI, bitch. I have no words. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a time I've seen Anna Wintour without glass and there's I've definitely literally on her seen instagram it. i think she has instagram i've seen her yeah. with her eyes but it's cgi she has no eyes okay um surely there's like fan videos somewhere out there of cgi can go on videos dana yeah, CGI- like, surely fans have like caught her slipping and recorded her and posted it now everything is cgi okay but why would a fan do that dana why are you asking questions about the Illuminati? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why the hell they do stuff. They just do stuff. Fair enough. Because they're evil. They have control over everything. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> the night starts with a meal, usually an unseasoned one, and then performances from like the icons and stuff like that. Then it goes into the sex acts with only one person though. So the final act of the night is called the selfie. Okay. And that is where they all have an orgy in the bathroom and that's where they take that photo oh, in God. the bathroom. So I don't know if you guys are familiar, you might not be. At the end of every Met Gala night, I think Kylie Jenner started the trend where she mm. took a photo of like all the celebrities in the bathroom and like it went so viral and stuff like that. So every Met Gala, they try to like take selfies. Recreate, but it just doesn't recreate. slap. It doesn't slap the same way. Cause it was just iconic once. Yeah. That was it. So at that point is where like, the victory is done and they've all had the orgy in the bathroom. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, there's some Photoshop and CGI again <laughs> in this section, basically where some celebrities, they can't be asked to keep going back and having sex every year because they feel like they're quite established now. So they don't feel like they need to do that. So they'll hire a body double or they'll like, get their face on someone else's body there's but surely because people like beyonce and jay-z and rihanna and all these top 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 people still attend this yeah 
what's your point (laughs) so surely if they were like too established to do that they wouldn't do it anymore or is it they just might enjoy it yeah might be they just might like it it. yeah you know becky with the good hair might be about some random bitch at the met gala fair enough i mean so kim k's look this year she couldn't be bothered with the body double she wore like a all black bodysuit that covered her head, have head and everything made by Balenciaga, head to toe. Like you couldn't see her eyes, her mm. face, nothing. Because everyone was like, why is she wearing makeup? She uploaded some beside, behind the scenes photos and she was getting her makeup done. But her actual Balenci- her actual Met Gala look, mm. was, her face was covered. So she was obviously on her way somewhere else mm. and didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, I've convinced myself that this is true. I don't know That's if you can crazy. tell. I can tell. This I almost, conspiracy I almost, theories are so dangerous, bro. I almost don't even want to disagree with what you're saying because I feel like you're going to fight me. <laughs> You've really convinced yourself this is true. No, like, this feels very... I feel like, do you know what's weird? I feel like to every conspiracy theory, there's some truth. Regardless of how true it is i mean it's definitely like a fact that in hollywood regardless of not of yeah, the met gala that they have sure. orgies and sex parties yeah they do that at the regular weird. gaffs and pubs they definitely do that for in sure. hollywood are you kidding me and i feel like some weird shit might go down at the met gala after the met gala but as for this specific this is very specific mm. and it's interesting it's, it's interesting that's one take on what could be happening but it's definitely sus that no one actually knows what happens in it i've seen like one video i think there was snaps that Gigi hadid had made inside the venue yeah and it kind of just looked like they were all at like weird looking dinner tables it was really dark and then there was like a stage where the where an artist performance perform. yeah but beyond that i don't know what happens inside there or listen to this part here are some celebrities that don't attend because they aren't willing to you know they just don't want to fuck maybe yeah <laughs> um angelina jolie has never been to the met gala okay meryl streep has never been to the met gala are you kidding me these are like icons you'd True. expect these lot to go jennifer aniston adele yeah britney spears Mm. why do you look like that that's what are you thinking no because like you're saying names and i'm like wow they really have never attended how has britney spears never been to a met gala she's britney fucking spears mate that's crazy chloe kardashian i know this is random but listen to this she's a huge christian she's against that sex party she's every day i every day she posts like god stuff on her stories and on her page yeah She's heavily in Christ. That's interesting, though, because she's all a the other Christ, as we say. That's interesting because all the other Kardashians go, right? Even the mum, the mum goes as well. Yeah, I mean, Chris likes some freaky deaky. Yeah. Um. So here are some celebrities who said they hated the Met Gala, like they're almost to the point of they're traumatized and they'll never go again. Demi Lovato said it was so awkward. Really? That's all she had to say on it. That it was so awkward. That's it. Yes, but she said it like in bold. Gwyneth Paltrow, Tina Fey called it a jerk-off parade. Sorry, what? I believe that jerk-off in American language means wanking. So yeah, um, she called it a jerk-off parade. Amy Schrumer, is that her name? Schrumer? 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 Said it felt like punishment. Huh? Do you know what's so That's funny some though? Bonded I shit. feel like all these statements just could be taken so out of context. <laughs> Listen, I sat there and heard your fucking palaver no, about true. your conspiracy. It's true. It's true. It's true. No, because you know what? Even with, no, with every conspiracy, I don't know what this it is. conspiracy I just, I theory is everything. so ridiculous but hilarious. But it's, it's, it's almost so yeah. ridiculous that like maybe it's made to be sound ridiculous so that we will say this so that people won't ever believe that it's true. That's. Uh, do you know what's so fucked that's the conspiracy behind conspiracies that this is all just a distraction and these conspiracy mm. theories are made by because I'm not gonna these lie, people i know this is like the favorite word of the generation right now but a lot of people gaslight conspiracy theorists like yeah. that was like or if you say something that's just a little bit you know out of the ordinary people be like oh i'm sorry conspiracy theorists it's like as an mm. insult i'm sorry like they know how to critically think mm-hmm. i mean there's a line and when they start you know convincing you and shaking you to try and make you believe that the earth is flat mm. then that's another thing but like you know people we don't know all the answers to life exactly and you're never going to get anywhere if you're just believing that everything everyone tells you is the truth in it trust me you need to have some critical thinking for sure so here are also some met gala rules 18 plus why would it be 18 plus, 18 plus. sex plus that's what it means oh. fuck plus 
fornicate plus. You're yeah, n- but Hollywood's fucking full of paedophiles anyways. Like, they fucking That's give a shit. That's actually true. Oh, my God. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so, no children are allowed at the Met Gala. Sorry, if you ain't got a nanny, then that kid can fuck off. Because you're not allowed to bring any children in the Met Gala. Yeah. You can't sit next to your spouse. Now, what? this one I found very weird and also weird. very true because whenever the seating plan is brought out, like you never see Kim K next to Kanye West. It's always mm. random ass, strict ass, weird tables. That's I think that's the weird. Remember when thing. Kylie was like, oh, I'm so nervous because I don't really know anyone on my table. Like that year that she went with Donna Versace. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, her fa- whole is family it, was there. Is it specifically you cannot sit with your spouse or like who you go with? It or- says specifically your spouse. That's but weird. Either that's, way, I think that's, that's, I think that's, that's the weird. Thing and I think said. that's to do as well with the whole jealousy thing. You're going to be dis- assigned a different partner to sleep mm-hmm. with. So I don't know if that plays a part. But I think that's very weird. That's definitely one of the strangest things you've said so far. Also, this has kind of been broken a million and one times, but one of the other rules is no photography, no selfies, no cell phones. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Lil Nas X this year took a selfie with everyone and he oh, yeah. <laughs> posted it on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just not really making sense, that rule. Mm-hmm. Unless that some of the rules have changed since this conspiracy theory. Or unless theory. there's exceptions going on. So you're saying that Lil Nas X is like doing something behind the scenes. He's doing the doing scenes. So, you know, they'd be laying I him it. off. I believe it. Allegedly. I love um, Lil Nas X, by the way. Disclaimer. Yeah. Sorry. Everything we're saying is alleged. <laughs> um, this is another one that's so fucking funny to me. No bad breath is one of the is actual official rule? rule. To the point where in the food, they don't, off, they don't have any onions or garlic in any of the dishes that they serve. Yo, Tiffany... This is starting to get weird. No bad breath. This is starting to get weird. I was like laughing at this conspiracy theory and I was researching it all up until I came to the point that I was like looking at the rules and I was like, yeah, no bad breath. Like, I'm not going to lie. These rules are a bit strange. Like, why are you even concerned about a person's breath? I mean, it's a reasonable thing, but to make it a rule, like, that's a bit weird. The last rule was you must, and must was in capital letters, mingle. Ew. Okay, now- First of all, who says mingle anymore? Secondly, I understand slightly where they're coming from because, like, you know, be sociable and stuff. And mm. if you're, but in the conspiracy sense. So, how do people know that these are the rules, though? Like, this is public knowledge. You can look it up. Okay. I did research. Surely, these are actual rules. So, then surely if this information has been given to everyone, why is there some information that hasn't? Like, as to what actually fucking happened? This is what I mean. I I it's even so think weird. thirty thousand per per tickets. Sorry, what's that money going towards, please? That's also weird to me. Yeah, I mean they say it's a charity event. So for who? Charity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think there's a lot of weird shit going on behind the scenes in Hollywood in general, and this one was interesting to me because the Met Gala is such a mystery already. But um, yeah. if you were to go to the Met Gala, this is a bit of a sidebar. What designer would you like to go with? Oh, do you have one? I have a few. Okay, my recent obsession. The thing is, I'd want to go with someone who's iconic, like Donatella Versace. Like, she's fucking iconic. Mm. However, my recent, like my current obsession, Bottega Veneta. Absolutely obsessed with the brand. I actually cannot, I'm not normal. I can see that. That I sleep thinking about them. That would be super hot. Um, I don't know, maybe Vivian Westwood. That would be cute. Do you know what? I can see you in a Roberta Cavalli moment. That's, you in a Roberta Cavalli you know dress. That was crazy. I, I got two that. new Roberta Cavalli jeans. Ooh. <laughs> no, yeah, Roberta Cavalli was actually in my head as well. You know me so well. That's no, crazy. that to a T. That completely suits your style and everything. Thank you. So, well, I guess we'll see in a few years yeah. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, this all comes to pass. What's next now? We're gonna have a break. break. (laughs) We'll be back after this short interjection with our favorite segment of the show Pop Goes the Culture. Pop, pop. And we're back. Now, in this segment, Pop Goes the Culture, we're gonna be discussing all things popping in the culture. So, what are we talking about today? So today we'll be speaking about the rise in black TV in the UK. Specifically. Yeah. Which I'm so here for. I mean, I am 
an actress sometimes. <laughs> an actress sometimes. I'm, such a, I'm so ashamed to say it. This Why? bitch has a whole ass degree and oh, I went to so acting much school. talent. I went to acting school. And do you know what? This makes me, this is, what the hell? I didn't even feel this way when I was, when we were like discussing that we were going to choose this as a topic. But right now I feel a little bit emotional just because Aww. I literally went to acting school and everything and completely mm. fell out of love with it because there was just no representation in the UK mm. for black actresses. Like I had barely any black teachers mm-hmm. or them speak about whenever they'd use examples in my drama school about um films they'd always talk about white films white actors like mm. they would never ever the only black actor they'd ever talk about is Denzel Washington like mm-hmm. love him but come on there's others mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so for me the rise of black UK film is so needed it's late but at least it's at least it's here yeah. child and it's lit I mean I'm really excited to see some upcoming projects that are going to be coming out for example Reggie Yates has directed a movie I'm Which not I sure think it's so cool because he's a lit. presenter in the UK if, you, if you're listening from elsewhere yeah um but I think this is his first ever like film he's directing yeah I, I, I don't know I can't quote on that but I think I think that's lit I know he's done documentaries and yeah, stuff he's in done the past documentaries. It's just really sick because the plot actually looks good. It looks yeah. like a good movie. It's, it's called Pirates. Um, if anyone's interested in checking out the trailer, do you want to tell us a bit about what? Yeah, so it's set in 1999 and it's all about like New Year's. Entering the new millennium was going to be the year 2000. And it's just like a coming of age film. Like some, I think like two black boys and one like Arab boy, I think. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, but um, it's just nice. It's kind of like giving me in-betweeners type vibe yeah. but for people of color which is nice and to it's, see it's, it's authentic because like this is not not all life in london is you know gangs rose bang and, bang do you know what i mean like and that's all we see when it comes to representation of Fam. us in film like i'm sure americans can relate to this version is like all your films are about in in america for black films are all about slavery yes. prison yeah. <laughs> race you know um gangs whereas in the uk it's all about like road culture and, and don't get me wrong i i love that i love nice, top boys. but can we like it's, also be yeah. normal human beings no for in, real in films representation goes so much so far past just that element yeah. of of us so mm. it's so interesting to see a more acute a more indie kind of yeah, dorky representation definitely. of black people in london a thousand percent because we feel like me and dana specifically yeah we actually want to enter the podcast space and just the media space in general because we feel like there's not any girls or any people yeah. like us in general being shown anyway yeah. we wanted to, we wanted to see like maybe if we come out there'll be more of us where mm-hmm. we're into so many different types of things like we're yeah. not just like into hip hop and yeah. pop it, lock it, all that shit. No, literally, and it's so it's, we're so it's versatile, crazy. and I want to see hate, that versatility. I hate in black to people. use that word, but it's like it's alternative. We're quite alternative, yeah, but it's we wouldn't nice even to con- see alternative yes. black people. We don't even consider ourselves. We don't that consider ourselves until, that other until black people, people say, that. say to yeah. us, "Like oh, you guys are kind of different, <laughs> a little funky." <laughs> you know I mean? like- so there's that, and there's also a film called The Boxing The Boxing Day, the Boxing which Day, is coming yeah. out nearer towards Christmas, and that's all about um a black uk guy he has a u.s black girlfriend his name's yeah she comes over to meet his family and it's just a bit about like they bump into his ex which is leanne from little mix playing that mm-hmm. and it's just a really cute christmas holiday it's film. definitely giving like love actually but the black love actually version. but the, vla- the black version yeah. zz mills is in it which yeah. is actually crazy to me her progression is mad no but no but not because like i can't believe she's in it but just more like it's crazy how social media is connecting to every single yeah. industry now. Like that's actually really amazing to see. Like, mm-hmm. I would, could you imagine if next year we're in a bloody film off this it's, podcast? Like that's it's amazing. It's not even far fetched. It's like literally we've been given the tools to actually make that happen, and it's mm. so exciting to see. It Definitely, really especially because the industry in the UK is because it's a much smaller country. Like it's inevitable that a lot of us feel in competition with each other, like mm. people of color and black people or whatever, because we feel like there's such mm. limited spaces for us already on television anyway. Mm-hmm. Like going on a tangent here, but Channel 4 the other the other week, they did like a whole a whole day where they only showed black shows, black adverts. Yeah, it was a like, whole segment. A whole segment. Channel. just to, And it really showed everyone, like everyone was talking about it on social media, like, wow, 
we are never seen on TV. Mm. Like we are never seen on TV. So mm. I think that the representation in black UK films specifically, the rise of it is so needed. I can't wait to, we need to go see the films. We need to For book sure. in. Yes, we, we need, need to, to go and watch so we can talk about it and let them know what we think about it. But what for you was your first ever UK black thing that you saw on television? Doesn't have to be a film or anything, but that you identified with and you were like, raw. Hmm. Well, to be fair, things... I, I know we're so tired of seeing the repetitiveness of certain, you mm. know, demographics and stuff, but, like, genuinely, Top Boy, I feel like, was... No, Top Boy was great. Yeah, Top Boy was, was good. So There's well nothing done. to take away from is, that type of show. But we don't have to have it repeatedly done in different exactly. ways. Like, exactly. bring us more stuff because there's more to life there's than so just that. much to, like black people are not just black people we are people yeah like, we fart we sleep <laughs> we wake up we work we laugh we cry like oh, show us i that. loved chewing gum as well oh my god are you kidding me i fucking loved chewing gum I love bro chewing gum. chewing gum is so amazing what's the actress's name again Michaela something Michaela Coel oh she love her. is just so talented amazing may i destroy you do are you, know, you kidding do you me know what she gives like she is the to me the British equivalent to Issa Rae. I knew it. I knew it. God damn it. I knew you were going to say that. I love it. No, no, 100%. Sorry, guys, if I'm shouting in your ears. I'm just so excited right now. We needed a UK Issa Rae. If yes. you know me, you know I'm obsessed with Issa Rae. Like, mm-hmm. if there was ever a TV career I'd want to emulate, it's it's Issa's all For the way. Sure. So, And you will. Amen. We need to talk about this in a whole episode because we're going off for right sure. now. For sure. And we definitely, definitely will. We've got so much more to come. Definitely. For you guys. But just for my thing, for my first ever like thing, I remember seeing UK Black on TV was adulthood like yeah i held older i had older sisters so at the time that was like the cool movie and mm. they like got the pirate copyright version of it you know yeah, those yeah, ones yeah. and they were playing it in the front room and they're like you can't watch this you're too young i remember like poking my head through, through the, the corridor, through the to, corridor to watch it and like <laughs> yeah. being so because i grew up in essex i didn't know about people getting stabbed in mm. london and all this so this is the first time i ever saw stuff like this and i was like what the hell like is this what happens mm. like i was i was so terrified and I, I thought this was just something that happens in the u.s and that's the first time i really saw like there's violence in the uk mm. through that film mm. i watched that film once a year you know just really? for the nostalgic purposes it's, it was really the whole oh my god the actor movie. from it is the actor in the boxing day the main actor, the oh, main he guy, was in that as well. the guy who gets oh, stabbed at the end, bro. That's crazy. Oh my god, yeah, that's actually crazy. How that's full crazy. circle? That is. He's that's been in the industry man. since two thousand. Like what? Do you know what's crazy? He, I'm pretty sure he directed that movie as well. He's starring in it, but I think he directed it as well. That's amazing. And we need more black creatives in these spaces. Because sure. I feel like there's like ten that I can name that always get used. Let's see it's some not new people. Because the ratio of talented black people especially in the uk to the ratio of people that actually make it and get somewhere it's, it's, it's not ridiculous. adding up the it's math ridiculous. is not mathing like we but know yeah. so many talented people i mean so many we, we are some, exactly so let's let's talk about it that's what this is all about us making our own platforms and our own spaces and exactly but anyway guys come to that part yeah. of the show now that was a good episode i'm so happy oh, it was that. it was really I- enjoyed your conspiracy theory was really interesting thank you that so was i made i made sure to not look yours up i did kind of look it up a little bit because i'm are you kidding I'm me i'm a little bit you know i, I, <laughs> I heard it and i was like oh, i did, this is interesting but yours was so broad i couldn't even look it up yeah like, you just said to me national parks yeah guys so let us know on our instagram at girl meets girl podcast your favorite conspiracy theories and we can do a part two maybe yes and stay tuned for the next episode because yes. we got some for your ass. We will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you, guys. We've been your hosts, <laughs> Tiffany Alice. Dan And this has been the Girl Meets Girl podcast. Okay. See you in the next one. Bye.